Welcome, dear listener, to another Geeking on Sportscast. As always, I'm joined again today by Alex. Thank you for being here. Hey, yo. And we're going to do something a little special today. We're going to go over the seven Canadian, well, special as in we often talk about the seven Canadian teams. But before the season starts, we want to talk about, you know, what additions were made, what subtractions, subtractions were made. What can we expect from this team in general? Or, well, each of the seven Canadian teams in general. Uh, so while, so today's topic or discussion will be on that sense. Um, I think we're going to start off with the Montreal Canadiens. So Montreal had an interesting offseason. Um, obviously, they lost their number one and their number three center in Deneau and Kotkiniemi. Uh, Deneau went for free agency to the LA Kings. And Kotkiniemi, well, that's a funnier story. Do you want to? Do you want to share that or do you want me to? Well, yeah, no, we can we can talk about Cockney. obviously, that's probably the most drama um, there was this offseason, especially just as there's very rarely any offer sheets in the NHL. Um, and um, I mean, Tom Dundon, the owner of the Carolina Hurricanes, has denied that um, the Cockney offer sheet was any sort of revenge for the Sebastian Ajo offer sheet of the that the Habs had in, in the summer of 2019. Um, Although just reading their uh, Twitter feed, one can imagine. I was going to say they also put the number, the the signing bonus number, I believe, or was it twenty as, bucks? Yeah, I think. Uh, as the signing bonus, and um, yeah, I think it's it's not hard to tell that it was definitely some revenge. I don't I don't mean that it was purely that. I think it made sense somewhat in a hockey kind of sense for for that team, but at the same time, a uh, uh, very interesting off off season. Um, for the Habs and obviously that made a, a huge kind of decision that um, I don't think they were they were expecting um, you know they they th- we can talk into who left and who came in but obviously they, they lost to no at that point who was a great defensive forward probably a sell you know he didn't win the selkie but you know in that he's always going to be up there yeah in that class of kind of top five three or four best defensive centers in the league uh, but at the same time um, with the the move of Cockneyemi and and they got a first and a third, then they used those picks and, and traded um, the first from Carolina uh, to get uh, Christian Dvorak, who's had a couple of really good years in in Arizona on some pretty terrible me- teams, me- mediocre. They had a couple teams that were pretty solid um, until last. They, year. they haven't been more. No, than but that. they haven't been a you know they they made the bubble, but other than that, they haven't really been a. A great team so um and he's put up very good numbers kind of 50 point guys so uh it's kind of interesting to see how they basically exchange cockney emmy for dvorak and you know maybe cockney emmy and you know projects out to being a better player than dvorak but dvorak's a i think a pretty solid second line center in the nhl i'd say and it'll be interesting to see how the the habs you know use him and how well he plays and uh yeah, I mean, you can we can talk about the defense as well if you want to touch on that, Kieran. Yeah, before I get into that, so Dvorak, like you said, he's 25, four years left on a UFA deal. Um, or sorry, four years on left until he's a UFA. Um, so good, good cost, 4.45 million. So not not much there. Um, I would say before we get into the defense, it'll be interesting what we see from Jonathan Tuan. He is back after not playing all of, or I don't know if it was all of last season, but no, most of he last played season. most of the season, but then he left with about 10, 15 games to go. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. So he he's back and he's, he's looked after his mental health and whatnot. So it'll be interesting to see what he's able to do. Cause last season he wasn't, <laughs> oh, I think it's safe to say it wasn't his best year in the NHL. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what he does. Obviously, they made the acquisition of Mike Hoffman, who can be a power play, who is a power play specialist and with the one-timer. I'm not quite sure he's going to offer them much in the way of a top six role beyond the you know, power play. And so I think that'll be interesting to see what he'll be able to offer but i'm i'm nervous with this uh center core um you know devorak's good but we really need to see suzuki or not we but montreal fans really need to see suzuki take the next step if they want to have any uh chance of making it to the playoffs and then as your third line center maybe jake evans i don't know if you want cedric pocket to be anywhere higher than a fourth line center but i'm a little worried about their center depth 
Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I think Jake Evans could be a good kind of third, fourth liner, but I mean, he really hasn't played more than just a fourth line role. Uh, yeah, I think the weakness in this team, I mean, you know, we can talk about how they went to the finals last year. And I think some of that is definitely they they really played obviously great hockey. I, I also think they got a bit lucky with kind of well, how Canadian things, division. Yeah, and the Leafs kind of being, you know, atrocious in the playoffs and then obviously playing a Jets team without Shifley uh, for most of it, but also just not the best, you know, if they had played the Oilers, it might've been a different story. But they beat, uh, they beat Vegas. Like, no, and that's, the, give them some you know, that's the win that obviously all Habs fans, I think, you know, a huge smile comes to, the, uh, you know, comes onto their face, but it'll be interesting to see. I, I think with this team, I'm still, they're center depth, but also just, other than Suzuki, Caulfield, Drouin has the skill in him to be a 50-point guy. And, you know, he opened up about his depression, and that's really good, and anxiety, and that's awesome. And I think, you know, hopefully he's kind of for the better. And he definitely has the talent to be a, a top-line player, but he really hasn't shown it um, in Montreal. So yeah. I just don't know if they have enough high-end, again, like in the playoffs, right? When they played Tampa, they just couldn't score at the end of the day, right? Yeah. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see. I, I don't think the Cockney Emmy move, I think it kind of turned out all right, considering they got Dvorak. I don't understand the Mike Hoffman move at all. Uh, it, it really, I, especially I'm, for... They're Abbott. just looking for goal scoring, but they got rid of Thomas Tatar, if I'm not mistaken, right? And that's kind of like the same player yeah. to an extent but he i think tatar isn't just a, a complete dull defensively like mike hoffman gives you absolutely nothing defensively while with hoffman um i mean sorry hoffman doesn't while with tatar he's a solid all all around player so mm. um i just didn't understand if you said you paid him two point and a half for two years i don't mind the deal but three for four and a half uh, all their other decisions this offseason i think have been really good i think armia at 3.4 obviously olivia is going to love it um as being a huge joel armia fan but i think that's a good move i think he played really well he's a really good player like I, i've liked their offseason i don't think the no was worth the money he got in la but uh it'll be interesting to see do you want to kind of touch upon the savard and weber stuff or yeah so so moving on to the defense uh portion of the montreal canadians um, before talking about Weber and Savard, I think we're going to see a drop off in Jeff Petrie's level of play. I think last season he was phenomenal in terms of just providing uh, outlet passes and just getting on the board. Um, he was phenomenal offensively. So if we're going to see that this year, I'm, I'm not, I would not place my bet on it. He's 33 years old. He could still be very strong, but at that level and that consistency. Yeah. I don't, um, think, I don't think, entirely gonna, sure. you know, he's 33, like, you know, age is still, you know, it, like it's, it's upon all of us. Like I, I, I think he'll still be a really good defenseman, but I don't know if, if he'll be as productive and especially without Weber kind of manning, you know, as another kind of offensive guy, they're really going to rely on him for all the offense from the, their decor this year. And I don't, I love, I really like Petrie, but I don't know if, you know, he's that good to, to really carry them through it. Yeah. 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 And so they did bring in uh, David Savard. They also brought in uh, Sam Niku and I believe Chris Weidman, right? Or do they re-sign Chris? Chris yeah, they, they signed uh, Weidman to like a basically league, league men. Yeah. 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 So I think Savard, it's kind of, it's kind of funny. You beat the Montreal Canadiens in the finals of the Stanley Cup and <laughs> you're going to play with them the next season. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and show your ring around to the team that you just beat you know why not i mean i think he's a really good player the deal like he's he's still like 30 i don't hate it for four years he's a top four defenseman right yeah yeah he's 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 just very defensive yeah yeah so i'm a bit worried where the you know the offense comes from on this team um but i guess i guess we'll see like it'll be interesting and obviously i think another big kind of elephant in the room is you know carrie price is going to be injured for a while um, at least it sounds like till Christmas. Yeah, I think Shea they, Weber's out for the re- uh, for the for season. The whole year, yeah. Um, you know, Jake Allen was really good last year. Um, but if he's your number one, do you really trust him? Like that's kind of what happened. That's why Jordan Bennington, you know, became 
a thing was because Allen was just not the guy as a starter. Um, they just picked up uh, Montembeau from from uh, Florida, who's Florida? Been, yeah. yeah, who's been a decent, all right kind of backup. But I'm a bit worried about their goaltending, especially to start the year. I think once Price and Allen are back, they're fine. But um, even though Price hasn't done that well in the the regular season, but it, I think this team has a lot, a lot of question marks. And um, I know they made the Stanley Cup Finals, but I, I, I'm a, I'm kind of on the edge on this team. So speaking about being on the edge of this team, who do you think is going to be your top performer, uh, well, top player in this team? And then where do you see this team finishing the season? Um, so I, I'll answer the, the player, and then you can give me your answer as well. Uh, I think a key player for this team, I think because Price is coming back, I'm not I'm not going to say the goaltending. I'm not going to say Allen. Uh, for me, it's, it's Christian Dvorak, you know, he's, he's never had more than 40 points in a year, but you know, the past two kind of shortened seasons, he's kind of been on pace for that, um, Mm -hmm. as kind of a second line center. I think if he is that kind of, you know, we, we saw with Max Domi a couple years ago, we had that huge, like 70 point season. If Dvorak, maybe not 70 points, but kind of 50, 60 range, (coughs) sorry, um, then I think the Habs are probably a playoff team. Mm. If he's sputtering and, and all right and only gets you maybe 15 goals, 25 assists, 40 points, I don't know if they, they have enough offensive kind of juice to, 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 to make the playoffs, honestly. Yeah. I think similarly to thinking about a forward, I, I really need to see Suzuki take the next step. And if he's going to get, you know, 70 points a season, then he can be a number one center. But if he's anywhere from the 40 to 60 mark as a number two center, you you can't, I mean, having two number two centers isn't going to win you a cup. You mean like if he were to produce as though he was in second line center? kind of yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he could be the, he's going to be the first for this team. Yeah. But if he's producing at a second line rate, then this team's not going to find much success. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of, do you remember the Nashville team that had so much yeah. defensive yeah. depth? I mean, this team doesn't have that, but they had I mean, they, I they, 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 Johansson and Duchesne as their one-two punch. And both are good centers, but neither of them are what I would characterize as a 1A center. Someone that's like a, uh, how do you say, like a Tavares or a Pedersen yeah. or Matthews or anyone no. of that caliber, you know? So that that really hampered them in the last you know little bit of the finals, and I mean obviously they didn't win that year. Um, whether it was because of that, you know, I can't really say, but it definitely didn't help them not having a number, a true number one center. Yeah, no, for sure. I think the good thing for them is Suzuki did play well in the playoffs for the most part, and and Caulfield obviously was phenomenal, and I, and I don't feel like those performances, even Caulfield, as you know, it's kind of such a short stint he had I think those are replicable I think that's something that they can definitely be I think Caulfield's definitely a 30 goal guy in this league mm-hmm. I think he could easily be a 30 goal guy next year or this year sorry uh and same with Suzuki I think he this year I think minimum is 60 70 points for him I think that's kind of the range he has to be thinking he, he can play at and I think they're definitely good enough to do that but time will tell and this team's really solid, but I'm not sure how good they are. And it, there's a couple big injuries. I don't know if they have the depth, yeah. um, especially, you know, forward-wise to kind of to, to manage. All right. What position are they at the end of the season in the Atlantic division? I, I think because I, I'm definitely a homer as a Sens fan, I think they're going to be the fifth um, best team in – in the Atlantic, I, I, I like Boston, Tampa, Florida, and, and uh, Toronto Thanks. ahead of them. Uh, I, I'm pretty bullish on Florida, even though they're missing Ekblad for probably most of the year. But I, I really like that team. That team really pushed Tampa in the playoffs, and, you know, not a lot of teams did. So I, I like them. I think they should make the playoffs as a wild card team. But uh, really, I could definitely see them. I could definitely. Montreal. What do you think they'd be higher than that or lower? I think they're sixth. I think they're okay. coming. 
uh, six in the division. I think if everyone hits, or not everyone, but if, if most of the players hit for Ottawa, I think Ottawa could be better than Montreal. Yeah, the, the thing with Ottawa is, I, yeah, we'll talk about this in the Ottawa and we can get into that a bit later. But I think the thing that I I trust the Habs goaltending, assuming Price comes back and their decor is just better. Mm. So that's... You Whereas know, you don't know if you're going to get any goaltending from that. Yeah, player. if the Sens get good to very solid goaltending, then I think they're definitely in that mix with the Habs. But mm. it... it I'd I wouldn't I'd 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 say the chant I kind of trust the Habs more and know especially considering you know they're bringing back most of the same team that just went went to the Stanley Cup Finals right so yeah. uh, and super young so. <laughs> that is the Montreal Canadiens we are taking our time to say the least with the uh, with this so we're gonna have to rush through a bit of the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, Toronto obviously another first round exit. Not what they wanted to see. Um, they ended up losing Hyman as I think one of their most influential losses yeah, of so. the season. Yeah, uh, he went off to Edmonton. Um, what What do you think this team is going to realistically do? do? Do you think they should have broken up the team, or at least part of their core? Yeah, I I don't know. Um, it, it's definitely something I've I've thought about a lot. Um, in the sense of when I think about this team is should they have broken it up? I just don't know what, what you're getting that's replicable to Austin Matthews. Like what you're getting, like let's say you trade Austin Matthews or you trade Mitch Marner. What are you getting that's even close to them? And if you were to do, trade one, you're still good enough that you're not really tanking and you know, you probably aren't getting good at Shane Wright or Connor Bedard in the next couple of years. And as a lottery team, you're still going to be a solid team. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I think I'd probably, if I would trade anyone, it'd be Tavares, but that contract's too big that in his age, it's kind of hard to really get any value. Mm. And then if I trade Nylander, but he's the one that's, he balled out in the playoffs. He was the only one of their top players, obviously Tavares was hurt. So it's not, he, he's not the blame at all, but yeah. Nylander had five goals in the seven games. Like he was not the, and that line was a really good line for them. So I don't know what you do. I think something they could learn from is maybe trading their pending UFAs and get some value and, and maybe even cap space for it. They, yeah. you know, they lost, they lost uh Hyman, the year before, they lost Van Riemsdyk, who's a really good player for nothing, when they got Tavares. Um, who did they lose in 2019? Well, they lost Bozak as well. Bozak as well, right? And uh, they're probably going to lose Morgan Riley this year. Well, that's the thing, right? He's on. He's currently getting paid $5 million. This is the last year. He's a I'm, UFA. I'm sure he's And he's a number one-two defenseman yeah. for a team. Yeah. So uh, he's, he's getting at least seven seven million probably around that yeah. yeah and i think he's i'm not i mean maybe he's not worth it if you know i think there's but i i just i don't if i were them that's the guy i'd trade and i i trade him now because i think you could get a lot back and still be a good team you know mm. so maybe that's how i'd blow it up is trade riley forget like a first and maybe a prospect or get an impact player with more term like another defenseman, like a younger defenseman, or uh, another. They have a few guys coming through the system. I mean, Travis Dermott, okay, he's 24, no longer really coming through the system, but Rasmus Sandin and Lilligren are slowly coming through the system. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're both 21 and 20, or 22, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Sandin being 21, and then Lilligren being, I think he's either a year older or a year younger. I think he's a year, he's a, he's a year older. He was drafted. Yeah. yeah, he's 22. So, uh, two players that are coming through, but so years ago we were talking about how much or Toronto didn't really have a great defense. I don't think that's their issue anymore. Like I don't know if trading away a defenseman or I don't really know if that would change anything. Like trading well, away a forward to get a defenseman. I think the problem is that they're so top heavy, right? Especially now, mm-hmm. since guy oh, they had to trade Connor Brown. If that's you know that was a cap hit, like look at how great Connor Brown's been for the Sens. But yeah, what I do is they don't have a lot of depth. Look at their third and fourth line. It's, it's kind of patchwork. Right. And even their kind of other wingers on top of 
Tavares and Nylander. Like it's a bit of patchwork. So for, yeah, for me, they brought in Nick Ritchie. They brought in David Kampf. Yeah, but those uh, guys aren't you know doing. They're deep. They're all right, but they're yeah. not. They're not third line quality. You know, it's not like you have like for example on the Jets or other teams like you know, uh, Adam Lowry, who, you know, is like a third line center. You can pencil him in or Blake Coleman. It's not like that kind of player. So uh, if I were them, I'd kind of maybe trade Riley and get more kind of depth pieces, maybe mm. two players with that salary. And then also maybe more long-term money. If you, if you think, if you, if you really like the player. So, yeah, yeah but uh, I, it sounds as though they're pretty stubborn and we'll, we'll see. I think, it's going to be much harder for them to win around this year than it was last. Of course, I think this division is probably the best or one of the best in, out of the four. Um, I think, I, or I'd say it's probably one or two of the top divisions mm-hmm. in the league. So uh, it's going to be really tough, but is there, is there a key player that you're really looking forward to this year that you kind of have your eye on? Oh, uh, Seth, when I look at this Toronto team, I don't know if there is a key player that I think will make a difference. You, you were mentioning the, the bottom six, not really having anyone stand out. And then you look at the top four, or well, I guess the top six, but really the, the two extra spots on the top six aren't really that phenomenal anymore. I mean, Wayne Simmons isn't who he used to be. He's 33 years old. Uh, Spezza is not who he used to be either. Um, Although I had a really productive year, but yeah. I yeah. Agree. They lost Joe Thornton to Florida, I believe. Yep. So, you know, I don't really know. Maybe we'll see if Ilya Mikheyev can actually score. Because he, he was playing very well. He just couldn't score. Yeah, um, yeah that, that was a big problem for him. But I guess I don't see this team having a problem getting into the playoffs. Whether it's third or fourth in the division, I don't know. I don't think they're going to get first or second. I think they're going to get third or fourth. Um, I want to see the top four actually do everything. If you, So like, I guess then the big, the big issue is you can't pay three players more than $10 million. That that's the thing. That's the takeaway. It just yeah. doesn't work because you have, you don't have enough around you. Yeah. And, and that's the problem. I mean, the good thing for the Leafs in, in, in a sense is other than, I mean, Tavares is really good. Like that contract gets worse as you know, he just gets older. And I mean, I yeah. guess years come off as well, but is Austin Matthews not worth that deal? Yeah, he is, right? Is Mitch Marner worth that deal? I think that one's maybe a bit arguable, but he's a point-per-game player. Like, it's not – and pretty good defensively. There's not a lot you can kind of gripe with. Um, yeah, it's just the playoffs that he didn't really come alive. Yeah, in. exactly. And it'll be interesting to see, but I, 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 I think definitely they put a lot of money in those three guys, and you don't have a lot of depth around them. And as the years go by, as, you know, contracts expire, you get less and less. Um, and it's, they've been really hurt by the, the flattening of the cap, which was not their fault, right? No. Um, they obviously would have had much more room if it was there was no pandemic and the cap went up kind of normally. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I think for, for me, a guy like Kerfoot is really important for them just because He's kind of a sec. He he's he is a center, but he can play the wing. If he can mm-hmm. have a kind of breakout year, forty-five points kind of thing, then that can really be a bit a big kind of guy for them. But yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. I, I I agree with you. I think they're a top. They're going to make the playoffs. I I see them top three in the division, but not at the. I don't think they're winning it, and um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. But. You know, they, they have a bit of bad luck. One of their big guys, if they have two of their big guys out for an extended period of time, they don't have the depth, right? So they could... F- LTIR and do what Toronto... Do what the... Uh, Winnipeg, not Winnipeg, the Tampa Bay Lightning did. But then they can't come back for the rest of the year. So Exactly. Works yeah. out. All yeah. right. Uh, before we move on off of the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Edmonton Oilers, um, there's no Freddie Anderson. He's gone. He's went to Carolina. And in return, they have Petr Mrazek. Now, both Petr and Jack Campbell are 29 years old. Petr had a good season, or I should probably say Mrazek, whatever I'll call yeah. last name. Mrazek um, had a pretty decent year, and he's been having a few decent years lately, um, if I'm not mistaken. Now, I don't, yeah. I don't watch too many Carolina games, so I do apologize oh. for that. Um, but can he fill in the role of a 1A, 1B? 
I definitely think he can. Uh, the past three years, he's basically been league average, kind of 9-10-ish save percentage. Hmm. So, yeah, I think – I don't know if he's worth that cap hit at 3.8, but um, for three years, I think the third year is the one that kind of hurts a lot. I, I thought Campbell was fantastic in the playoffs even and then during the year. So, uh, I like I liked their, their duo. I mean, he didn't have a great game seven, but um, – no, I think it's a good duo. I actually trust their goaltending more than I have in any year just because they finally have two goalies. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did last year, but then both guys were getting injured, um, and that's why they had to trade for David Riddick. So, yeah, I, I trust their goaltending. For me, that's not the worry. Now, maybe they don't get kind of Vesna goaltending, but I'm not too worried that they won't have kind of capable, solid goaltending every night. They, they should. Um I think both goalies are and Campbell was really great. So if he continues that, then even better for, for Leafs fans. All right. It'll be interesting to see what they do now uh, moving over to the Edmonton Oilers. I guess the big thing here was, all right, they, they acquired Duncan Keith. They acquired uh, Warren Fogel. They acquired um, Zach I'm- Hyman. Those are players that are going to, f- you know, fit the mold for what they're looking at. Those are hardworking players. Uh, now, granted, you're getting an elderly Duncan Keith who's 38 and signed for five and a half million for another two years. Um, <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot. I don't uh, understand it, but yeah, we can we can talk about that later. But yeah, yeah. but I, I do like what I'm seeing. I, I I think last year with just McDavid and Drysaddle and a few other decent players. And they, they got to, like, they had some success. But I think they've added players that can really push them a bit further. Uh, think of Zach Hyman as a just as hardworking Zach Cassian, but can actually get you more points. And then you put down Zach Cassian to the second line, and you could do the same thing for, say, uh, Dreisaitl and mm-hmm. someone else on the other wing. Like, I, I think... I think this team will be much better than they were last year. I, I like some of the offseason moves, like Slater Kukuk as well. Uh, so I, I think there's a lot to perhaps like about this team. The big question for me is, are we going to see Darnell Nurse from last year? Or are we, <clears throat> we going to see Darnell Nurse from two years ago? Yeah, I, I, I feel like pretty good about like Darnell Nurse, even, like, even uh, Tyson Berry, just because you're playing with McDavid that just boosts your stats and dry saddle and it just boosts your stats. I'm, I'm not too worried now. They signed him to what? Nine, nine. I have cap friendly open. I think it's nine and a half, nine, two, five, uh, nurse. They signed him to a no, no, five, five, five point six. No, no, but going, he, he signed an extension. So, Oh yes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Nine, nine point two five. That's yeah. a lot of money. For That's him. a lot of money. Uh, I, I thought in the jet series, he was, just phenomenal uh he he was a workhorse he played awesome that was not the reason why uh that team lost for me the big i i like their additions cc i'm a bit kind of bewildered although he did have a good <laughs> year he did have a good year in pittsburgh uh fogel i do like i don't know why the ethan i, I liked ethan bear i thought he was pretty decent and uh-huh. i don't understand duncan keith that just makes literally zero sense to me i don't think it was a financial sense i think it was more they wanted leadership in the room yeah but duncan keith has won three cups really bad for like the past three years like it's not just he hasn't been yeah uh you know he's definitely lost stride yeah he's just he's just old and and not nearly as good uh i think he's 37 38 so 38 yeah. So, yeah, but for me, the big problem with this team that I don't trust is their goaltending. Uh, Mike mm-hmm. Smith was great last year, but he's 40. Uh, do you expect that to, to continue? I don't. He could be great, but even in the playoffs, he wasn't as good. Koskinen's been really not very good for them. So, and I don't, there's no blue chip goalie kind of on the horizon for this team. So for me, the biggest issue is can they get adequate goaltending and, can it maintain itself in the playoffs? Right. Um, you could kind of tell Mike Smith kind of wear down. Maybe he, it was just mental, but uh, he is also 40. So for me, that's the big weakness in this team. They still don't have a lot around McDavid. 
and and dry sidle, but it's better than it was last year. So, yeah. so that's good. But the goaltending for me is the the big kind of if they, but also just going forward, not just this year, but moving on to the future. It'll be interesting. I, you you're right with the goaltending. What are we gonna go from them? Uh, if if they're if they have bad games, then Edmonton's gonna lose that game. Even if McDavid gets like four points, they're not gonna win that game if their goaltender has a bad game. Like, and this is something that we've seen for the last what two, three seasons. There was, the, I think, the first season that Cam Talbot played for the Oilers, they were really good. Yeah, they. they um, but stuff. after that, it just has gone downhill quite significantly. Yeah, and again, like this team, you go down the line. I think Hyman's a really good player. Like, I don't love the contract, but he's someone they kind of need. I actually uh, do kind of like it. I don't know. Uh, They're paying him more than than uh, than Nugent Hopkins going forward, and Nugent Hopkins is like a year younger. I I I don't fully understand that, um, but I don't hate it. I think for right now, it's a really good move. It just is probably mm-hmm. gonna kill them in in five years from now but no as as most contracts do yeah especially when you're signing eight eight year deals to a 29 year old but yeah it's it's going to be interesting i still don't think they have the depth like you look down their lineup it's devin shore it's kyle turris who's really not a good player really anymore yeah, Derek Ryan, Jessica RV. I mean, Kaylee is pretty RV, I think, is a big player for them as well. He he played really well last year, and he obviously was the fourth overall pick. He, he has the talent to be a top, top guy. And if he shows that, then that's awesome. I think they're going to be overall a better, more solid team. But And their decor is all right, but Duncan Keith, not that great. Tyson Berry, great going forward, horrible going back. Um, Evan Bouchard will be a big player for them. Was a top pick. We'll see how he does. Broberg maybe might play too. Is another top pick. So I guess time will tell. But um, it'll be an interesting season for for the Edmonton Oilers. All right, where are they ending in the division? I, I picked them third. Um, I like Vegas and Vancouver over them. Uh, Vancouver. Yeah, uh, I'll we'll, I'll obviously talk about Vancouver a bit later. But they're in a really poor division. Yeah. Um, and so that benefits them. I think if they were in the central, I'd feel a bit iffy about their playoff spot chances, but maybe not iffy, but much more on the kind of fringe. Mm-hmm. But because of a really easy to fit division, they they definitely need to should make the playoffs, and I think they will. Yeah, I see them as now this depends entirely. So I think Golden Knights are are your definite number one. I don't know what we're gonna get from Seattle. For me, they could be a second-place team in this division, or they could be a fourth or fifth. Uh, I just I genuinely don't know what to make of this team, and and it looks like they had so many opportunities to get decent players, but they went for younger and not-yet-proven NHL players. Yeah. Um, so you, you don't really know. And to that extent, I actually see the Oilers coming out second if, oh. if um, they get somewhat decent goaltending. And McDavid and Drysaddle just themselves, because I, I don't think there's anyone stopping McDavid and Drysaddle from scoring. Nope, nope. Yeah. Uh, the, if they're relatively healthy the whole year, they're going to get 120 points and you know 45 goals and and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Already, uh, Calgary Flames. Now, this it seems every year we we come back to the Calgary Flames and we're like, yeah. This is a good team. They should do well. You know, they have good players. They have good uh, defense. They have good goaltending. They have good offense. But they always find a way to disappoint us. Like, what what can they do to actually make it to the playoffs and do something? Yeah, I I, I, I think they're a good team. And um, I don't know what happened last year. I think... Uh, Daryl Sutter is a good coach. They, they, yeah, they're, they're a really perplexing team. You look at them on paper and they look like a solid kind of wild card to maybe third seed in, in, in a division, especially in the one they're in. But yeah, they, they, well, they have a solid backlo- uh, backbone of, you know, Kachuk, Goudreau, Monahan, Backland, uh, Blake Coleman now, 
know, Dylan Dubé, Mangiapane. Mangiapane's been really good for them. Yeah, yeah I even their I, back end too. There was a time when we were saying they might have one of the best top four back, like in, in the league. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. So I don't, I don't really know. I, I, I can't really get a good trust on them. They're, they're kind of a team. If I were a better, I'd never want to bet on them or bet against them because I could see anything kind of happening in whoever they play. So for me, I think compared, considering they, they did so poorly in, in the North last year. Um, and I think in retrospect, really should have made the playoffs considering how poor that, I think that division was in, in reality. I don't know. Uh, they, they obviously lost Giordano and I feel like that must just be a negative because he seemed like the ultimate kind of, character good guy yeah. you know, ultimate leader you know he was their captain right and the coleman i i like blake coleman i have no that idea. contract is awful that contract is ridiculous i i don't understand that but I, I i think if you're just talking is he a good player yeah i think he he kind of fits f- for them <laughs> he's the a third off. line player that can play second line wing in a pinch yeah but you don't want him there consistently no uh, they they added Sidorov, who's you know not an analytics darling. Um, oh. They're going to be a big big decor with Tanev, Hannafin, Branson, which I don't really understand. No, no the walking tree is uh, coming yeah. back to the West. I'm not excited. Actually, Hopefully, I'm excited to play against that. Yeah, I hope Valamaki, who kind of had a bunch of bad injuries, I hope he kind of because he looked very promising for a while. Maybe he kind of has a nice little return. But yeah. I don't understand what they're doing. I don't know who their backup goalie is. I've never heard of him. His name's Vladar. I, I really don't know who that is. So <laughs> that's a problem, I think, because Markstrom's great, but you can't – I don't think you can really run goalies into the ground anymore and make them play 65, 70 games. No. So it'll be interesting to see. I think Markstrom played really well last year for them, so that's a good thing if you have good goaltending in the NHL you definitely can be a really good team um, or like a playoff team. Sorry. So uh, it'll be interesting to see the, the player kind of, I have to watch is, is Goudreau. He's in a contract year. He had, a, he's had a really down couple years after his big kind of 90 point season in 2019. So we'll see. I think he'll be really motivated, but he hasn't been playing very well. So does that show up and is he that 90 point guy again? Or does he revert to how he's been the past couple of years, which has been really uh, poor considering how, how good he can be. Mm. Already, where do you, or which player do you see will be the most effective and where do you see them finishing off the season? Well, I, that, that's, that's kind of the Goudreau point. Um, oh, sorry. No, sorry. Yeah. No, no. What, what player were you kind of, you know, you're thinking about going into this year for this team? Oh, that's hard. That's hard. Uh, I I, I want to know if if Sean Monahan can be the number one center that he can be, because he has shown in the past that he, he can be that player. Um, I would say maybe on the defense, who is going to be the next leader? Who's going to make sure that everything is in line? Um, I think Noah Handifin can take that next step. Uh, I mean, I, we, we never know until it happens, right? But I think yeah. he can play that next. I think he can take that next step to his game. Definitely has the talent. Um, yeah, like he was a top top pick in a in a really good draft class, and he's he showed flashes. He's only twenty four, so yeah. And Anderson, I think, should be really like top four defenseman for a while. Um, but yeah, this team's just kind of weird. Uh, it doesn't. The chemistry definitely seems off. The Kachuk thing that doesn't seem like his teammates really like him or kind of have his back. Uh, looking well, at I the- think. Kachuk always tries, and then when he sees his teammates just back off and not do anything, I think that that's quite hurtful. Like, yeah, would no. you want teammates that you know you're going in a fight, you're fighting three guys, yeah. someone come and help you out? Like, what the <laughs> hell is this? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, we'll see. Uh, for me, I, I think they missed the playoffs. Um, yeah, I just I don't trust this team. I don't really know if Markstrom gets hurt, they're completely screwed. Um, yeah, I, I just don't trust this team. Now, I, I, I think it's possible because of how poor their division is, I, I think. And they have a, you know, they should on paper be kind of a playoff team, but I'm going to 
I'm out after last year. I'm out. And um, the seasons before that too. Yeah. And I, I just think the central so strong in my opinion that I think both wildcard teams are going to be from the central. So but you think the central is strong? I think so. I think, I, I guess relatively to the Pacific, it's stronger, but hmm. well, well, I'm not convinced by that, but we'll, we'll, we, we can talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, all right. I, I have Calgary coming off as, you know, this was really tricky. I could see them coming anywhere from like third, fourth, or fifth. I'm going to go with fifth for the purpose of this podcast. I just and miss the like, like we pardon and miss the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, what are we getting from this team? You know, are there are there talented players going to hit, or are they going to be useless like they were last season? Yep. Uh, so maybe maybe actually the player that's uh, of the most you know interest is not actually a player. It's Daryl Sutter and how he's going to be able to get his players to play. That might be the most interesting point for this team. Yeah, I, I mean, he kind of has a team that, I mean, the decor is really big, but the forwards, other than really Lucic and I guess Coleman now and Kachuk, like, you know, Monaghan, Goudreau, uh, Lindholm, they're not big guys, right? So, and and those teams in in that he had with LA that did so well that the fours are just huge, right? Like the whole team is huge, right? So it'll be definitely interesting to see. I, I think I think he's a good coach, so I'm I'm not too worried about him, but he's definitely kind of he has the pedigree of a Stanley Cup multiple times Stanley Cup champion. Knows the market from you know when he took the team to the finals back in 04. So it'll be interesting to see. Yep. It will be. And it should be a fun year. Uh, maybe not for Calgary Flames fan, uh, given the past couple of years, but we'll see. All right, Vancouver Canucks. Uh, you so, take it away. You talk. I about mean, it. where do you start? You know, off season, you get rid of the uh, three bad contracts by signing a new contract, or not signing, but trading for uh, Oliver Ekman Larson's horrendous six more years at seven point two six. Analytics have shown that he has not been good in the last two seasons. Uh, but I think part of that has to do with the fact that he was more in a defensive system. He wasn't really given the, the ability to kind of skate out the puck, which he was always great at before. So I think there could be a slight bounce back to his game. Whether he's going to be you know that 50-point player that he was before, I, I highly doubt. Uh, but I think he could be good. I think he could be good. Um, I think honestly, the main thing was that we brought in, we finally brought in the third line center. Like, we finally brought in the third line center. I am so excited for Jason Dickinson. I think he'll be really good. He signed for three more years at 2.65. Um, I think that's a great signing. I think Connor Garland, uh, part of the trade, was also really good. He's undersized, but he works really hard. Um, for those that have watched, you know, Nils Hoglander uh, for Vancouver, they kind of play similarly. They're, they're, they're both undersized forwards, but their goal is if they lose a puck or if they you know, are trying to fight for a puck, their goal is to make their opponent's life the worst possible, like, you know, make their life hell, make their opponent's life hell. They never give up. They're always trying. And, you know, Connor Garland statistically has been really good. In the last couple of years, he, he's been, uh, well, advanced stats would suggest he's a really, he's a, I believe it was a top 30 winger or like a top 30 forward in the league, which is yeah. actually pretty interesting. Yeah, no, no. I, I think that signing for, or trade and signing, because um, he was an RFA was really yeah. nice. I think that's how it's hard to evaluate that trade just because I really don't like Ekman Larson, but then I really like Garland. And you got off obviously the bad contracts, albeit you could have waited. You got off twelve million. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think it'll be definitely really interesting for this team to to see how they do this year. They again, I, I don't really trust their decor too much. I think what well, you, their right side defense—that's their issue. Yeah, I think what you mentioned about Ekman Larson, I think he'll have a bounce back year because I think this team's going to score a lot. And so I think offensively, he's always been a good offensive defenseman. So could he have 40 points? I, I don't think that's necessarily out of the question for Ekman Larson, but 
defensively, I, I don't really trust their decor. Hughes, it, for how great he is going forward, is pretty bad going back. Yeah, last year he was awful defensively, but the year yeah. before he was good. So perhaps it was like a sophomore year. Um, you know, Tyler Myers is, yeah. is all right, but again, you know, uh, not an analytic darling. Nope. Um, yeah, I, I just this decor on paper, Ekman Larson isn't great. Who knows if Hamannick plays? Pullman is a good player. Now I don't like the contract, but no, he's your five six. You're good, but he's probably going to play top four minutes if especially with assuming Hamannick is retiring or not playing or whatever. Yeah, and, I, I see Pullman playing with uh uh Oliver Ekman Larson. Yeah, just more stay at home defenseman. You allow ekman larson to just go up into the offense and try to do what he's best at doing yeah i know that this right side defense currently as it stands if hamannick does stay our one two three in the right side defense are travis hamannick tyler myers tucker pullman yeah that is awful now if this was a travis hamannick from four years ago five years ago i'd be happy I would not. I would actually not be, you know, terribly upset with that. Uh, but no, yeah, it's it's really weak. And I mean, Luke Shen's been an all right player. You know, he's not on a big deal. I think he can be a serviceable five six. But yeah, the, yeah this, anything above that. Oli Uolevi has been. It sounds like he hasn't had a very good training camp. They've no. Got, you know, he's been awful. So it just. I just don't really see the depth on this decor. Um, but again, because of how good I think their forward group is, especially, you know, their top six and even their top nine, um, I think I think there will be a, a really good team. And uh, I think in, in a pretty poor division, they should be able to score a lot of goals and their goaltending will be good. I think Dem- yep. Demko and Halak, I think that's a really solid, you know, one, two, especially obviously Demko. I, I do trust him to be that good, as good as he was last year. So... Um, yeah, I think Hoglander looks really promising. Garland, I really like. I, I just really like the forward group of this team and then the decor, not so much. But yeah. if you have good goaltending and you can score goals, you'll probably get a lot of points in, in the regular season and uh, win a, f- a lot of games and, and make the playoffs. Yeah. And there's also uh, Jack Rathbone on the back end that's coming up. So beginning of the training camp, the third spot in the lefty was a fight between Jack Rathbone, uh, Brad Hunt, and Oleo Levy. It has now turned into a two-horse race, or two-headed race, uh, between Brad Hunt and Jack Rathbone. But I, I do believe Jack Rathbone will take the pick. He's been... He, he's not the best defensively. Like We know what his skills are offensively, but he has shown the ability to defend and has shown the ability to actually be competent in his own end so i think he'll be given i think he'll be given the chance to play just because he's 22 and brad hunt is 33 yeah um but the thing you have to think about with all you love is that you have to place him on waivers yeah so a team can pick him up and and do you want to take that risk i I don't know yeah um but i I mean he he really hasn't shown anything to me that he could be more than a you know five at best when he was projected at first to be like a number two or three. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. And then, and then, uh, sorry, one more player that I want to mention, uh, actually two more William Lockwood's been really good. Uh, you know, 23 years old, he's perhaps will make it out of training camp in a year from now. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I mean, he came through the system. He's, he's a pretty decent player, but the person I'm looking at Vasily put and he should be starting, He's yeah. been playing re- relatively well, and it'll be interesting to see what he can do either on Horvat's line or as a shutdown third pairing because he's young, he's 20, but he's very good defensively. Like He's both offensively gif- gifted and defensively gifted. He knows how to play both sides of the game, which yeah, no. you don't normally see from 20-year-olds. Yeah, I know, and that's like that. I really like your forward group. That's kind of why i like this team but no i think everything you said it's interesting it'll be a fun year i think much better than last year for for this team and um yeah uh where do you see them in the division i see them coming off in third now that's you know it's hard to say but i think they'll be better than seattle and 
I don't think there's enough high-end talent on Seattle to push them forward. But then again, we, we said that about Vegas when they first started, so who knows, really. Uh, but I think, I think although Vancouver's defense is horrendous, uh, or at least on the right side of the defense, I think our goaltending is going to keep us alive in games. As Thatcher Demko proved last season, he was a statistical darling, as you're, you know, you're mentioning darlings and whatnot. Um, he was good statistically. And I think he'll repeat that this season. And then our offense, I mean, this is a, this is a completely new offense, like completely new uh, third line, fourth line, and part of the second line. So I think this will be a much better Vancouver Canucks team. And I see them coming off in third. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Uh, I mean, I, I said second, but I think this team will definitely be a top 10 to five offense in the league. And then defensively, if they can kind of be average, then that'll be good uh, enough. Then you're definitely a playoff team. But yeah, no, I, I think this team's going to score a lot of goals and then it maybe have a bit more trouble keeping them out of their own net. Yeah. Alrighty, uh, Winnipeg Jets. So I'll let you, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you uh, start this off. Well, expectation, Stanley Cup, baby. Um, uh, I, I think this team's really improved from last year. I think the, I mean, obviously, like the elephant in the room, if you've looked at their offseason, is they address their decor. I think Schmidt and Dylan are really good players, good kind of locker room guys. And, uh, I just think they bring sandpaper. They bring skill. They're going to be a big, mean defense to play. You know, Logan Stanley, I think, is going to still be a really important player for this team. He's only getting better. He's looked really good in, in preseason. Now, if injuries occurred, they have Hanela. So I, I just this this decor went from pretty bad, you know, kind of bottom half of the league to I think league average to maybe even kind of friendly. slightly above yeah i think it's a maybe slightly above decor ish um i think just and now they have depth and forward wise they have a lot of obviously their top six is really good they still have lowry uh, on the third line they kind of have the kind of you know the maybe they have kind of four spots available the 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 guys on kind of the fourth line it's up for grabs but there's been guys playing well in in camp perfetti could be another kind of surprise if he keeps playing well as he has in training camp or he could go down but yeah i just think they're a really solid team and then you have one of the best goalies in the league yeah the the big key player for this team in my opinion is eric comrie Uh, they you know they use all their cap space on basically other positions. They signed him to basically a, I think it is a league min or it's like 750 um, K a year. And he hasn't shown to be an NHL goalie um, so far, but he, he was a top prospect a couple years ago, played for Canada, at the world juniors. And in preseason, I've watched the games. He's looked good last night. He, he played all right. Maybe one goal he'd want back, but um, if he can just be serviceable and not lose them games, um, I think this team should definitely be is going to make the playoffs and in a really tough division, in my opinion. Um, just as there's not really other than Arizona, there's no really e- there's no easy teams to play against. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll, it'll be, I think, for them, it's top three in the division. I, I think they're obviously a step below or or kind of the Avs, but every other team in the division, I think. Dallas, Mini, Chicago, St. Louis, it, it, they're all kind of – I think they're probably better than all of them. Maybe Dallas, if they kind of have a rebound year in Minnesota, I'd be a bit more worried about. But, no, I think they'll definitely make the playoffs and and be a, a cup contender. That'll be a lot of fun. They're, they always have a, a great crowd in the playoffs, and it's always quite loud White for out. a relatively small uh, arena that they do have. Mm-hmm. I would say for – I mean, elephant in the room for me is their second line center. Um, I mean, well, you did mention their defense, so I don't want to talk about their defense. But yeah, like, what are we going to see from Pierre Luc Dubois? Is it going to be that potential first line center that he could be, or is he going to be unknown or not really, you know, seen throughout much of the games because he was just invisible, so to speak? 
Uh, he's looked good in the you know uh, preseason. Scored yeah. a couple times. Uh, so I mean, if if he's on that trajectory, then that should be good, and that that should fill your second line hole that you guys have had issues with in the past. Um, and yeah, I mean, top end group: Kyle Connors, Nikolai Ehlers, you know, Blake Wheeler, Shifley, Dubois, Lowry, so on. Um, Cop. You, you have you have a good you have a good top six. You have a good top well top nine. You have a good top nine. Yeah, um, no, I I think what you mentioned is really good and uh, a really good point. And for me, I I kind of just with his year was so fragmented with the quarantine, then getting injured, and then a yeah. short season no real training camp for me. I, I trust him to be, and all the, you know, all the people out of Winnipeg have been, you know, saying like, we're not too worried last year for me. It's more, can he be, can he be an 80 point guy or is he kind of at that 60 point, 50, 60 point guy? You uh, can see purely to getting 80 points. I don't think so. But I think what you mentioned is where, where's his offensive kind of threshold? Is it? Yeah. I think I don't know. Did he have sixty points in? I'll I'll check it. Um, I'll I'll check it. You keep on talking. But for me, it's more with him putting him on a, a second line that for most teams could be a first line, uh, depending on kind of the wingers he has, um, because I think some nights he'll be with Ehlers and and Connor as well, or Wheeler. So yeah, for me, I think he'll be a, he'll have a bounce back year, but maybe he'll only have twenty goals and thirty. 30 assists and have 50 points and that's still good, but not kind of great. Right. And, but if he can pick up defensively, then you're okay with them getting that point. Yeah. I'm, I think for sure for me, I'm not too worried, but it is a question mark definitely. But the way he's looked in preseason, I know it's preseason, but he's looked good. Like he hasn't looked like he did last year. Um, And last year you could just tell he was always a step behind or his rhythm and, kind of he'd, he'd be right there and then it just come off his stick like it just wasn't sharp his game and uh yeah. you know, he's talked about kind of adjusting and it's been a, it was a really tough year for him and he finally has a training camp and he's always kind of he's he's obviously in incredible shape so I'm, I'm not too worried but I think the ceiling of Dubois also raises the ceiling of this team and that's kind of my my overall point is where does he get this year, but also in the next couple years, does it kind of, is he that kind of, does he turn into a, a, a Shifley in the sense of maybe offensive production or close to it? Or is it kind of more, he could uh, honestly be like a Getzloff. Like he has the height, he has the physicality, maybe not as physical as a Getzloff, but he could. Yeah. Yeah. And just being a, a great kind of hold on to the puck. Like you can't get the puck off him. He, he, he had 60 points in Columbus, yeah, so uh, six, 61 yeah. points in 2018-19. Yeah, so, uh, so he, he, he hit, can't hit that. Right, and that's kind of where I see the kind of, can he be, get to that 60, 70, 80, where's his kind of threshold? And, and and that will really determine what kind of season this Jets team has and also how well they can do in the playoffs. Yeah. All righty, you're – Second favorite team, or just his favorite? I don't know. Just his favorite. Uh, I'm a season ticket holder, baby. Good uh, lord, yeah. you, the amount of games that you must have, you know, cried through. Uh, Ottawa Sanders, <laughs> as we kind of mentioned earlier in the podcast. I mean, they're up and coming still, but they need players to start hitting. Like they absolutely need players to start hitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think you're making it a bit kind of more uh what's the word um they, dramatic yeah dramatic i guess uh, yeah I, I definitely think this is a year where they can't be a, a bottom team you know we saw a better last year they 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 definitely improved especially they i think they started two and 12 or two and some horrible thing like that and after yeah it was it was about it was about and a, after that they were above 500 kind of playoff team just as turn i just mean in terms of kind of winning percentage and stuff like that for me the big thing is it, it, there's two big key areas for this team is goaltending which they did not have until about the midway th- point of the season last year and once they got goaltending they were playing at a playoff pace right it, maybe not the best division and maybe not always the most meaningful games for the other the opponent but they were really solid they were really good and they're such a young team that 
you know, you think Stutzel will be more 50 point guy this year uh, in that kind of range. Obviously Kachuk is a, a kind of elephant in the room, but I mean, it's not like he'll, he'll be on the team. Uh, it just you just don't want him to put a Willie. You just don't want him yeah, to you don't pull want to a Willie Nylander. A, uh, Nylander. And I think that is a big question for this team. Uh, but for me, it's, it's the goaltending and who's their second line center. Um, Shane Pinto has been really good in preseason, but he's played what eight NHL games. Can you really expect him to have a kind of huge impact, but he's, he's looked really good. So good defensively seems to pretty good on the puck, pretty good, you know, skill has a good shot. So it will, it'll be interesting to see. I, I think their decor is still definitely a worry other than Shabbat Zub and I guess Zaitsev, who, who do you really have? And even then, um, Zub was really good for them, but it was one kind of 30 game stretch. I don't know if you can take that into to kind of next year, but um, I still feel their decor is a year away. Sanderson will be back next year or the year after. So, or yeah, next year. And then same with Bernard Docker. I think he's probably another year away. Same with Lassie Thompson. So, uh, I think for this team, it's to be better than they were last year. Have a good start. Don't start two and 12. Can they get goaltending? Murray looked really good in his one preseason game. Gustafson and Forsberg have looked good. So if they, if they, if they're able to get league average goaltending and kind of the young players keep developing and maybe even a couple surprises here and there, like let's say Pinto gets you 40 points next year, this year um, and plays well as a, I, I definitely think they can, be on the bubble for the playoffs i'd still bet against it just because i still don't know about the goaltending and they're so young that it, you kind of you don't trust it necessarily but i think they're going to be a really competitive team being a lot of games it, they're not going to be a, a pushover for any team and and they have the talent batherson looks like a great player mm-hmm. norris stutz so like they're top, they're well, top they work players. hard that's yeah, they thing. work they hard, work hard. And they're skilled and um, it, it's, it's kind of coming together, which is really exciting. So um, I think it'll be a really fun year for Sens fans. Um, and my, there's a couple worries, but it, it'll definitely be good. I, I'm, I'm not as worried as, as years prior for sure. So you're saying probably like uh, what you said, sixth place. I think yeah. I, I picked them have. behind the Habs. I think if they were in a different division, um, I think that I think if they were in the, for example, the Pacific, I'd I'd think they'd probably be close to making the playoffs. I'd I'd say they probably could squeak in, um, but because of the division they're in, I, I I think it's it's a bit unrealistic to think they'll make the playoffs. But they should be kind of in the push, maybe until maybe yeah. the last week or two, kind of thing. Yeah, always always be challenging for that spot. Never give yeah. up. Yeah, even when you're probably not going to make it and your owner doesn't pay people um yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh we don't need to go there so yeah i i do i do see the senders pushing and challenging um not for a playoff spot but just being better than they were last season uh i really want to see players starting to become or i mean they, they are developing right now you're putting a lot of trust in these young players i mean the average age of your team must be like 24 or something like it's insanely young yeah i'm sure it's something like that it it must be 24 25 it must be one of the youngest teams in the league yeah yeah so it'll it'll be interesting and i mean the top six is really where all your young players for at least for for your forwards are so can they start getting you know 35 45 50 point seasons because if they can then that'll be really good. And you you will have a chance, maybe not to make the playoffs, but close to making it. And the year after you should be fighting for that spot. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. For me, it's just their their decor is a bit lacking. I think the forward group is probably good enough to kind of be on that bubble mm-hmm. um, to, to be a playoff team. Like if you told like if you give me our playoff group and give me the Habs play um playoff forward group, sorry. Um, and you give me the Habs forward group, I don't actually think on paper and talent wise, there's a huge discrepancy. Um, it's just more the, the decor I don't think is up to kind of 
it's better than I think it will be last year, but it's still not there yet. Mm. And then the goaltending is a huge kind of, if they get really good goaltending, I think they actually could be a playoff team. I, I still think everything has to hit right, but I don't think it's out of the possibility. Um, but yeah. I, 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 you know, that's being optimistic. I think if you're more realistic, they're kind of that kind of 10th place in the, in, in the, in the conference kind of thing. It'll be interesting to see what they end up doing now. That is it for the seven Canadian teams. <laughs> it should be a fun year. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot, you know, things are, are back to normal. We're back to the four divisions that we had before the pandemic. And I mean, it'll be interesting to see American teams again, because I don't know. I don't know how many games you watch in the States, but I caught the occasional avalanche game and that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah, no, uh, definitely. Like, I think, I mean, also as a kind of uh, us talking about the Canadian division, I think all the teams in the Canadian division or Canadian, all the Canadian teams should be good are in, are in, kind of conversation to make the playoffs and are going to be competitive. So it'll be kind of fun to, to see that, that all the teams will be kind of in the chase, I think a little bit. So yeah. Um, yeah I think we'll be, be really looking fun. forward to that. Another 82 seat or 82 game season. season. So things yeah. are well on back to getting normal. And then also fans are, are back into the stadiums. I believe most stadiums in or most arenas in Canada will be allowing I think 50% capacity. So that'll be, that'll be fun. Uh, I believe that's it. So thank you dear listener for taking the time and listening to our podcast this week. And we'll talk to you next time. Cheers.